where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, please bless my preaching to be useful in your hands to build up each of my brothers and sisters here in the knowledge and love of you and in the way of repentance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. A uh, paraphrase of this biblical phrase, um, where your treasure is, that I want to offer to you this morning um, is what you are attached to and what you rely on. I think that's sort of the, the connotation of the way treasure was understood in uh, the first century. What you're attached to and what you rely on. What you are attached to, there your heart will be also. What you rely on, there your heart will be also. Lent is a season in the church where we just accent a particular uh, aspect of Christian life that's always true. It's not just true for these 40 days. It's true 365 days per year, but we lean on it more heavily in Lent to remind ourselves of this aspect. Namely, that as Christians, we are called fundamentally to detach from what is temporal and passing away and not eternal so that we can attach to what is eternal and what is um, of heaven, what is of God, what will last forever. You can't be fully attached to both at the same time. In the course of our day-to-day, one of them is always growing at the cost of the other. We are either, day by day, hour by hour, attaching more profoundly to what is above and what is unseen, and in the process letting go and detaching from what is mortal and frail and passing away, or vice versa. We are against God's purposes for us, attaching and clinging more tightly to what is passing away, neglecting what is invisible. You can't be fully attached to both at the same time. And, of course, right now we are all works in progress, right? Day by day, hour by hour, season by season, this grows. But with the help of God, we let go more and more. We detach from what is worldly to attach to what is heavenly. And uh, the sort of central idea of this Ash Wednesday liturgy, which we're in the midst of right now and which will culminate in just a minute with me marking your forehead with ashes, is to remind us that everything that we can see, everything that you can touch and hold, is passing away. That everything is participating by the decay of moth and rust and mold and is decaying, decomposing on its way to death. Everything that we can see and touch is decaying. The words that I, I say according to the prayer book as I mark our heads with, your heads with ashes is, uh, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's straight out of Genesis, remember it's what the Lord says to Adam after he's sinned. And it's a reminder that this life as we know it, this, this mortal life, this bodily life, and I want to be careful here because the Lord will raise our bodies, but that's not yet. For now, they have to go to, the, to death. They are decaying. And I, just, I want to make a really important distinction that this reminder that you're going to die and that this body will be dust 
and that we shouldn't cling too tightly to anything that's visible in this life. It's not an invitation to love death. This is really important. It's actually an invitation to love life more profoundly, to not hold on to that which is dying, namely our bodies and this whole mortal sinful world, but to cling to eternal life and not cling to what is passing away, to loosen our attachment to things that death is, does have a hold on and will ultimately take down. And I should say, penultimately take down. Is it, we will be taken down by death, but ultimately we will be raised. And I, this is the difference. There's a really important difference between the holy Christian practice of remembering that you're going to die has this great uh, Latin um, word, memento mori. This holy practice of remembering, yes, this life is passing away. I need to not cling down to it or else like a captain, like a captain going down with the ship, I'll sink with it. I need to let it go to cling to heaven. This is 180 degrees different from sort of a suicidal impulse that would sort of long for death and love death in a morbid and fleshly way. That's not what Ash Wednesday is about. We cling to life, eternal life, so profoundly that we want to let go of things that are dying. It's the very opposite of suicidality, right? Suicidality is wanting death. We don't want death. We want life. So we remember, oh, yeah, yeah this body is going to die. This world is going to pass away. I'm not clinging to these things. They're made of ash. I'm looking for the new creation that is made by the Spirit on the last day. Do you see that difference? Is that really clear? Okay, because it's really important. Ultimately, um, every one of us will be called someday to die. I pray it's not for many years yet for all of us, but we'll all be called to die. And along the way, before, between now and that day, whenever it is, we're also going to be called to suffer. The Lord calls his servants to suffer for his sake and to give up things also for Christ's sake. And um, we don't know how many there'll be or what kind of things they'll be asked of us in the years to come. But when those great crucibles of testing come, we will have a choice to either follow the way of Christ and say, not my will, but thine be done. Like remember his prayer in Gethsemane. Or to kick against the goads and sort of reject it and oppose it and struggle and complain. If we follow the way of Christ, even what is painful is full of blessing, inner spiritual blessing. But if we kick against it, we miss that opportunity. And our hearts actually can even harden through the process. And I say all this because in the season of Lent, where we intentionally try and take up small practices of self-denial, reading the Bible a bit more, maybe fasting from some luxury comfort food or thing that you rely on, kind of for that sort of bodily comfort to get through the day. It's different things for different ones, right? Some, for some people, it's salty things. Some people, sweet. Some people, it's soda. Some people, it's alcohol or whatever it is. Letting it go and say, no, I'm not going to rely on those things. The reason we would do these acts of small discipline is sort of like the bunny hill, the training ground to condition our hearts so that when the Lord brings difficulty and things that ask us to deny ourselves and serve him and others, our hearts would be sort of in the habit of saying, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't serve what is passing away. I'm not so attached to what is passing away that I can't let it go. I'm going to let it go to follow Christ. We practice in the small, day-to-day, the little Lenten practices, just little ways of shaping the heart that when the day of dying comes, when the great sufferings he permits, 
we would be able to say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Rather than, no, 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 what's going on? I wasn't ready for this. That's why we take on the small disciplines of Lent, to help us treasure, attach to the things of this world a bit less, so that we can attach to the things of heaven a bit more. Cultivating that habit. Um, for me, the, the, the weak spot is sweets. And I just, the sort of the alliteration um, came to mind for me for this Lent of, I want to rely on Christ in my weakness and in my hour of need, not on cake. Right? Not just sort of, um, and now I feel better. But like, oh no, I feel terrible. Lord, help me. Strengthen me. Draw my heart up to heaven. Not down to the comforts of this life. And it's not that cake is somehow inherently bad, right? It's a blessing to get to enjoy cake on, on, in moderation on occasion. But my flesh takes a blessing and makes of it a bad habit that attaches me to this life. So I want to let go of it for 40 days to cling to Christ more tightly. To pray more. To read his word more. To attach to heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen.